This is the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk with martial arts practitioners about their histories and the influence their practice of martial arts has on their lives. You are listening to the free version of this podcast, which is abbreviated. Help support this program by considering to subscribe to us on Patreon and access the full-length version of the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcasts, all for the price of one coffee shop coffee per month. Go to www.patreon.com slash malmag. That's www.patreon.com slash M-A-L-M-A-G. In this episode, I sit down with Paulo Pereira. Paulo had been at the Inosanto Academy of Martial Arts for about a month at the time of this interview. He was a visiting student. I'm picking up the conversation before my usual show intro because Paulo was reflecting on his time at the Academy, and we were discussing living in the moment. I think it would be something that listeners would enjoy. So we're starting into the conversation just a little earlier than we normally do. Yeah, we'll edit. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a beautiful thing about editing and not doing things live. It has been a very emotional, well, very emotional weeks, but this week has been a little rough. So it's like... A lot, is, of, is a lot it, has it, been happening. Are you feel like you're coming up to the end? Is that kind of? Oh, it does. It does. I posted today about that. Oh, uh, I'll have to have a read but, of it. Uh, but some things have been happening in the, this last week that I was like, okay. But uh, at the same time, it's, I got here in a Thursday. You know, uh, after I don't know how many hours of flight and bus and all that and. You know, I got here, went to train on the same day, and it has been like non-stop, you know, non-stop. And, and the people coming, talking with me, seeing Guru, talking with people, hearing the stories about Salam. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. had a little bit of story, so it was like, wow. And, but, you know, the speed of things, the uh-huh. speed of time was normal. And suddenly, I realized that I only have one more week, and uh, and it seems like time is just like escaping my hands, you know. And it's like, God, I'm going away in a week, right? And it it has been a month. If I was here like for two days, everything would be like this, right? And, and of course, I would love it, but there will probably not be not so much of a emotional link. Oh, sure. It's and like you've been here long enough to get used to it, not get used to it yeah. in the way that you might think that that word is, but yeah. used to it like yeah. where it's, it's like, become your routine. Yeah, and yeah. I was counting the hours of classes just with Guru, not not with, with you, Freddy, Arikas. No, just with Guru was more than 20, 48 hours. Wow, that's phenomenal. I was like... And now it's almost gone, and, and I want to, you know, yeah, yeah, make it stop. Yeah, yeah it shows you the, the, yeah. the fleetingness of the moment, right? Yes. You can't yes. grab it, you can't hold it. You have to Just enjoy it, it as it's happening, yeah. And then, you know, hopefully make memories. But so, Paulo, how do I see your name? Hmm? How do I say your name correctly? My name correct, yeah. That that is been an issue in the U.S. since <laughs> the first time I came here, you know, right. many years ago. So it's like Paul, P-A-U-L, uh-huh. but with an O. Right. Yeah. Paulo. 
So it's that. It's perfect. And your last name? Your family name? Uh, Pereira. Pereira. Okay. So it's like, yeah, it's the because I know of a there's tree. there's the yeah there's the, the trills in there that yeah. as English we don't get and it, so it, much. But and yeah. it's complicated because here usually you get Brazilian Portuguese a lot. Uh -huh. For example, when people want to learn Portuguese. I think the majority of the, the, the courses are Brazilian Portuguese. Yeah, which probably because that's different. the most of where people want to take it yeah. here. Yeah. So it's, and the accent is different. Ah. And then you have Spanish, which is a, a little bit uh, close, but it's different. So it's, and you have the Italian, every, every of everyone, every, every language like that, they communicate, so people tend to miss it a lot. So right. it's, it's simple, Paulo Pereira. Pereira. Okay, so I'm just going to do a little quick intro. Um, so, okay, welcome to the Martial Art Lifestyle Podcast. And today I'm sitting here in Marina del Rey, uh, enjoying a little coffee and tea at the Coffee Bean down the street. So a little plug if they want to throw a little <laughs> something at us at some time. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, today I'm talking with a... a really wonderful gentleman that I uh, had the pleasure to meet here because he's visiting in from out of town. His name is Paulo Paeda, if I say that correctly. Paulo is um, an interesting individual in that he is uh, originally from Portugal, but he lives in Brazil. So I think we're going to talk to him about a lot of very interesting things in regard to martial arts and Brazil with uh, things that are not capoeira or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So th this will be a very fascinating thing. So Paulo, welcome to the podcast, and I'm really happy to have you here. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. It's, it's going to be my first podcast Ooh, of wow. my life. So it's like, you know, I'm uh, a little nervous, I confess, but uh, and, and from, let's go. And a star is born from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I only wish. <laughs> That's great. So um, I guess let's let's kind of start like uh, with I guess how you know where you come from and how you got involved in martial arts. Yeah, that's so. Just for everyone to understand the, the road, how long it has been. I'm 47, uh, and I started martial arts. I think it was around 10, nine or 10. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Uh, and I'm a karate kid generation. Ah. So the first system I, I started on was Shotokan Karate. Okay. You know, it's, uh, and uh, I remember that on my first exam, I got upset because I didn't pass, so I went away. So that was my big Wow. He <laughs> comes from a time in a generation where you could fail a test. It's <laughs> wow. true. You could fail. You could be like thinking that you're doing great and fail. But the good thing is that, uh, and I think that's what made the difference. Uh, my teacher back then, he came to talk with my parents, and he said, no, you should have passed. There was a mistake. Right. So the fact that, that the teacher, that actually he was, I think it, he was the national champion, uh, was willing to come to your parents, you know, and admit an error, that made me look at martial arts as something beyond competition. Yeah. Right from that moment, you know, I never love like competitions. I hate exams, and uh, I think I was lucky enough to have someone that, even though he was a competitor, he showed me that it was not all that important. You know, if you pass, if you don't pass, if you compete. So I returned, and 
you know, in the in the beginning, I was able to do karate, judo, aikido, but it was always just like uh, a young kid experimenting. Mm -hmm. It was I I admit it now that even though it was important, it was not then that actually it hit me that martial arts could be you know something that would that could transform lives, transform people. You know, it was not then. It was much later. You know? And I had to wait eight eight years for that to happen. <laughs> well, I think at ten, you know, being ten, it's hard to see that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I can't you're imagine. you're doing something that you want to do because it looks neat. I was, I think, eleven or twelve when I started, and it was like, yeah, I was trying to deal with bullies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then that ended quick. You know, that's like a classic reason to get into martial arts, but never, it's not the reason why I'm still in it now. I, you know, I'm six foot four, 260 pounds. I don't have bullies. I don't I deal doubt with bullies. Bully <laughs> exactly. Try to approach you. you know. <laughs> it's not an issue I've had for a long time. <laughs> That's why I, I left my beard. I'm not tall, so I have a big beard to scare people. There you go. <laughs> it looks, it looks uh, imposing, for sure. <laughs> All right, so, so how long did you stick with the Shotokan then? It was not long. And this, no. was, this was in Portugal? That was in Portugal. Okay. Uh, that was in Portugal. It, it, it didn't last long. It was a few years, you know, then you enter puberty. And you meet girls, and, <laughs> and you forget martial arts. That I, I, I think it's only natural. You know, there is this period of, of, of your uh, development that I, I had uh, the father of a friend of mine. He always said that teenager, teenager uh, is actually the name for a disease that happens. Ah. You know, a, a mental problem, you know, with some, the hormones, everything happens, and it's, you're not healthy at that time. Right. So usually it's when you give up on things, make your worst choices. So yeah, it was probably then that I stopped. But then again, when I was 18, I had this most amazing experience. It was my first teacher, real teacher, that I have in my heart until today. And you know, even though today I work with weapons and uh, uh, urban violence. Actually, my first ex ex experience was with Aikido, ah, okay. which usually people think it's you know harmony, peace, and love. Right. And it was not, because it's, it was a different kind of Aikido. Iwama Hyu Aikido, you mm -hmm. know, from the from uh, the perfect the. From a town called uh, Iwama, mm -hmm. where supposedly Morie Ueshiba, or sensei, achieved the highest rank of his ideal Aikido. That had Kihon, it had Kiais, weapons, strikes, sweeps, throws, everything. It was a complete art. And I had the name of my teacher, you know. Uh, he was the first Portuguese. He had lived in Japan for a while, and he was the first Portuguese to bring that system to Portugal. You know, uh, and he was an amazing guy. It was an amazing system. I think uh, for you to understand the impact, 
I remember to today. The school was in, in so Lisbon is very old city. Uh -huh. Some buildings, the top of the building, the ceiling, is actually the structure of a ship, of a wooden ship. Oh ship, wow! Upside down, and it gives all the structure for the ceiling. And the dojo would go from one side to the other, you know, and with a window on one side, like a rectangle. Uh -huh. The window on one side and the other window on the other. So the classes were at 7 a.m. So the rising sun, they would hit those windows. And as you enter the dojo, you could see, you know, like you see in the movies, it, it, it's, I don't, I don't, till today, I'm, I'm 47, many years have, have passed, till today I can see it. You could see, you know that, like that dust yeah, that you see? Yeah, 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 uh -huh. in, in the rays, yeah. Yeah, like everything was in slow motion. It was a traditional school, so no one talked in Portuguese. Everyone talked in Japan and uh, in Japanese. Wow, yeah. And you could see these students running around cleaning the dojo before the sensei arrived. And uh, it was it was just magical. It, I, I was, it was like I, I, I was transported into a different time and era. Wow. You know? And that marked me deeply. And that teacher marked me deeply, and that's what I think that was a turning point for me. Wow, very interesting. So, how long did you stay with that art? That art, I stayed for quite some time. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Well, uh, I forgot to say the name. Tristão da Cunha, Sensei Tristão da Cunha. That's the name of my teacher. Uh, so I was around 18. I entered college, I went to uh, university, and then I moved. After university, I moved to uh, the U.S. to Texas. So I continued all that time. So it was around, I think it was almost 10 years. Wow. When I returned, I was not able to 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 go back on training because life had changed, things had, had changed. The dojo had moved to a different area. Okay. But uh, it was around four years in Portugal, four to five, and then I ended uh, school, uh, university, and I had the chance to go to the Art Institute of Dallas, uh, and there was a school there of the same system. And I continue going over there. So it was, and actually it, it crosses the paths with the first time I trained JKD. Okay. I was a, a Aikido. I was in, in Portugal, still not, even, not yet in the US. So, but the Aikido was always there, you know? And it mixed with everything, but it stayed, you know? Even today not training anymore, uh, but I use it in almost anything, you know, the way to explain things. It's so it's it's part of my life, even though I don't teach it. You know. Right. Right. Wow. So uh, you first saw JKD in Portugal. Yes. So uh, it was a yeah. Let, uh, <laughs> it's a complicated issue. Okay. So. Some names I'm not going to, to mention, okay, because I don't think it's good. But 
even though there's some not so great results of that experience, but they are not as important as the good thing that came from it. Right. Okay. Uh, there was no JTD in Portugal. There was there was people that trained different things. They read and they would call it JKD. Okay. So it was always, always something very... Just like in Brazil, I realized in Brazil there, there was also a lot of that. People that tried to have something without the efforts or because they don't have a way to go at the places, they try to make their own. You know, so it's, it's uh, right, okay. two views of the same problem. Right. One maybe not so nice, and the other one is an innocent... Well-meaning, yes, yeah, okay. but not the best way to do things, right, right. you know? So, at that time, I met a group, and that group was connected with Tim Tuckett, okay. which for me is one of the top instructors. Uh, not instructors, but more than that, the way he sees JKD, is very interesting. Well, it's definitely a name when you think Jackie D and you think even though he's technically sec second generation, yes. he, he's you don't necessarily look at him like that. Yes. You yes. Know, he looks at you look at him as someone who has been part of the people who have defined it for us. Yeah. And I like the harmonious way that he always seemed to put things, not creating separation between the groups. But trying to have a, 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 a way of talking about things that aggregates. And I always liked that. At that time, let me tell you, I had no idea about Innocent Academy. Mm -hmm. I was just starting. Okay, I, did, I was doing uh, Aikido, I knew the, the, all the problems and things about Aikido, but JKD was the beginning. So here I am, this group. I remember till today, the instructor, how he showed me what JKD was. So he turned me, I was, what, I was 20 years old? Yes, 20 years old. I was already training for two years, uh, Aikido. And he said, well, Paulo, you wanted to, to learn JKD. But, you know, before you learn, you start learning, having class. Let me show you what JKD is so you understand right in the beginning what we're going to do. And he, you know, put his hands around my, on my shoulders and took me to a mirror. So, JKD. So, JKD is this. And he left. He <laughs> left you, left you left. looking at yourself in the mirror. Yes. <laughs> so, you see, of course, it, 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 for a a 20 year old kid that goes like boom right, in your mind. Right, right. You know, like your eyes sh start shining and you're like, whoa, I found my place. Uh, of he course. gave you the ending scene of uh, Circle of Iron. Did yes. You see that? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. He was a smart guy. He, he might not be the most clear person to deal with, uh -huh. if you understand what I mean, but. He was very good in what he did. He was a smart man, very intelligent, 
very good with uh, physical uh, conditioning, movements. He was someone that would stand, uh, even though if sometimes he didn't do things the nicest way. But he still he marked me, and it was during that period. And uh, I was I was talking the other day with an old friend of mine that also trained right? two days ago. Mm -hmm. We were talking on Instagram, and he was he trained there too, you know, JKD. And one day. At Saturdays, we used to have this big class from 8.30 in the morning to 1, 2 in the afternoon. And then we would all go eat lunch, and eat lunch until it was night, like four or five hours of lunch, talking and all that. So it was this time that we were arriving at the parking area, and we were sitting. We're probably a little bit drunk, I guess. We were sitting on the floor talking about I don't know what and it seems like I told him we start talking about our dreams and I was 20 uh, 20 years old okay 2021 and I turned and it seems like that I turned to him and said my dream is to be a martial arts instructor well okay and I forgot about that. <laughs> okay, I forgot about that, about that, that uh, conversation we had and all that. And life went on. Right. So I kept on training JKD, uh, Aikido, until I finished university. When I finished university, I had a chance to go to the US. So I left the group, mm -hmm. went to the Art Institute of Dallas. In, uh, in Dallas, I was actually, I had the chance to train a little bit of, uh, what's it, Ted Wong uh -huh. uh, system uh -huh. with a guy that was very nice, uh, that he was a very, it was an Mexi American Mexican guy, a lovely person. So I trained a little bit with him. I had the chance to train a little bit of Kung Fu. I kept on doing the Aikido, but things were so busy and I was outside of my, outside my home. Right, so, and you were going to school. And you know, I was going to yeah, school. Yeah, that's always busy. And you know, everything was very tight. So uh, I trained, but it was not like in Portugal. And then this period of my life ended. I returned to Portugal. Uh, I stayed there for not very long. Enough, I think it was two years that I stayed in Portugal after the US. I had the chance to train Historical fencing, you know, uh, Spanish style, the La Verdadera Destreza, Krav Maga, but I was not with that original group anymore of JKD. You know, I trained a little, but life just turned around, and suddenly I was in Brazil. I was, let's see, I was almost 30 years old, and I was in Brazil in a place that I didn't knew. Wow. And searching for martial arts so I could keep on training and I couldn't find anything. And this concludes the abbreviated version of the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast. Please remember to hit the like button and subscribe here to the YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program by going to patreon.com slash malmag and subscribing for access to the full-length podcasts. 
Again, that is www.patreon slash M-A-L-M-A-G. Thank you for listening to this episode with Paulo Pereira. Coming up next week, another dear old friend of mine from Chicago, Marcus Charles. Check out the Malmag store at www.martialartslifestylemagazine.com and click on the store tab. There you'll find a full selection of Timmy B's brand sticks for FMA, some Timmy B's brand shirts, and some very sharp looking Dos Manos shirts. This show is produced by Martial Arts Lifestyle Magazine. Visit us at martialartslifestylemagazine.com. Music by Jack Al Relic. Martial Arts Lifestyle Magazine and the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast are trademarked and copyrighted by TNT LLC. Ah!